is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus it's time to play like a jet with your host scott mason play like a jet what does that mean makai becton ladies and gentlemen human beings that large should not run as fast as makai becton did and if you like people just abusing other humans the makai becton tape is for you denzel mims with another monster score of 70 yards It's a foot race, and Crowder is in there! A 69-yard touchdown. Donald escapes, trying to buy himself some time. Fires, end zone, it's caught! Incredible play by Donald! He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. You know and what? it's the Q-inator. Oh my gosh! Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studios. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And all the major moves have been made in free agency. Still some names out there. We'll get to them. But I wanted to hear the story behind how some of these things played out. And so, of course, nobody better to inform us about that than my friend Nick Spano over at U Stadium. Nick, what a crazy frenzy that we just lived through, not just as Jets fans, but NFL fans. Yeah, it was it was fun, man. And uh, just kind of chatting with some of the Jet fans on you know Twitter and on the app and um you know you feel you know you you can't help but kind of to feel a little bad for some of them because you know we all get wrapped up into it obviously that's why we do podcasts and we tweet and we post on the app and we do whatever it is we get so wrapped up but you know they live and die with you know with every move that happens you know it feels almost as if like every move that's made in the nfl and free agency like there has to be a Jets tie to it, you know? So like when, mm-hmm. when a player gets released, a hundred tweets come in, you know, are the Jets interested? Would the Jets have interest? Do they make sense of the Jets or, you know, someone signs with the Jets or someone signs with another team, like, Oh, were the Jets interested? Like, Oh, the Jets should have gotten this guy or, Oh, what a bad deal. I was glad the Jets got X. So, you know, the Jets fans are just so invested in it. And it's, you know, it's so fun to see because like, you know, we're dying for, you know, a competitive team at this point, not even just a winning team, obviously, you know, but I think, you know, we're all willing to take it step by step. I mean, not that we can do anything about it, but um, just such a, like I, I tweeted it the other day. I was like, man, Jeff fans are relentless. You know, any, any signing that happens, it's like under the microscope times 10. So it was just uh, a wild week. And, you know, it feels like it was just, you know, feels like, we've been in this forever because we've been talking about rumors and 
free agency since like September. What was what, what was week one? Like September seventh or something or ninth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think everybody was kind of looking forward to free agency from like week two on. So <laughs> um, we were here and we're kind of through it. So you know, next step is the draft, obviously, and that'll be huge. Perils of being a Jets fan is that you're looking forward to free agency <laughs> that early in the season. Real quickly, before we get to what the Jets did today, we weren't expecting them to make moves, but sure enough, they did. Deshaun Jackson signs with the Rams, and it looks like a Dory Jackson may be on the verge of signing with the Giants. Looks like a deal could happen at any time, so we'll keep our eyes and ears open for that. The two things that popped up today that have something to do with the Jets First and foremost, before we get to what they actually did, let's talk about what they're rumored to be possibly doing, which is looking at Kwan Williams. Nick, you've talked about how they really like him. No surprise there with how effective he was in Robert Sala's defense in San Francisco. If they're looking to move on from Brian Poole, he would be a logical fit here. But the Jets are going to have some competition. The 49ers would like to keep him. And now he's flying in to visit the Chiefs, right? Yeah, I just saw that uh, earlier. Didn't know about that one. It seems like the the Chiefs are finding some ways to to create some cap space this year, and, and more than ever this year, it's just been like teams are restructuring deals and contracts are being written in so many different ways to to fit under the cap. It's been such a a weird year, and obviously it has to do with you know the COVID season and uh, you know the way that like teams are creating these deals, like the Giants one with with Galladay with all these you know options and. Um, different clauses and deals. It's been very strange to kind of follow along. You hear like, you know, just, you know, wasn't it just two days ago, the chiefs were like $35 million over the cap and having to cut two of their like best offensive linemen. And then, you know, it turns out they're signing, you know, they're signing uh, Joe Tooney to a record breaking deal. They're in on Juju, you know, they have interest in T.Y. Hilton now. And, um, you know, not that Kawan Williams is going to break the bank at all. I'm sure it'll be like a one year, three and a half million dollar deal. But like, Teams that were, besides for the Saints, because, I mean, geez, they were such in cap hell and didn't even have much, too much flexibility, even though they were able to franchise tag Marcus Williams, which we, I guess everybody wasn't expecting. But between the Chiefs and Giants and, you know, teams like that were, you know, it's like, is the, is the cap even, like, real anymore? Like, what's going on? So, I mean, but um, back to K-1, yeah, I mean, the Jets, you know, from day one, I, I was like, all right, well, this is, you know, you can kind of, pencil him in you know obviously not can't ink him in because for instance he's wild but you know you felt pretty good about it I think the Jets felt pretty good about it and you know I think with the corner market you know was one that you know really developed slowly and and still like the Dory's still out there he's probably gonna get signed soon Sherman's still out there Malcolm Butler uh, I know Rhodes just signed I think Saturday night Quentin Dunbar Casey Hayward uh you know I think uh Trupont signed I believe Rasul Douglas, uh, McCourty, uh, Kevin King, AJ Bouye. So like there's some solid, you know, not great players, but that market still hasn't gotten to like, you know, the first year came off rather quickly. Um, even though William Jackson and, and, you know, Shaquille Griffin kind of took a few days into free agency to sign, but that sec that next year is still available. And then K one's obviously, you know, in that third tier below. So, um, but it seems like we're, you know, when, you know, week two into free agency and, you know, really anybody who can play is going to come off the board soon, you know, with one year deals and, you know, K1 kind of fits there. But um, anytime you do hear of a visit, you know, you do have to be a little bit worried. So I don't know if, 
you know, maybe he visits there and then, you know, that he goes to call Salah and says like, Hey, this is what I was offered. Or even, you know, calls back to the Niners and say, this is what I was offered. Or he just takes the deal with the best team in football and, uh, you know, goes to play with, play with them in Kansas city. So it's not a, definitely not a good sign. Um, but you know, from what I was told and found out throughout the entire process was they had a, a good feeling about bringing him in and, um, they almost, you know, they felt as if they were going to move on from Brian Poole. He hasn't signed yet, changed agents. Um, so, you know, not sure if they do miss out on Kaywan because he went to K- Kansas City. Do they, you know, kind of say, hey, you know, about that um, to Brian Poole and then see if they bring him back. But, you know, from what I was told was that basically they were ready to kind of move on from Poole. I don't know why or if something happened, but um, it just seems like he kind of wasn't in their plans. But um, they need bodies at this point. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Trey Turner likened tweets today suggesting that he go to the Cincinnati Bengals. This after reports that the Bengals are interested I've said that I thought that the Jets should be kicking the tires on Turner, five-time Pro Bowler. Last year he was injured and had a down season, but this could be an opportunity to buy low, and if nothing else, the Jets need somebody to come in and compete for a guard spot. Alex Lewis was bad last year. Greg Van Roten, not much better. You don't want to go to war with those two guys, and yeah, they are going to draft some interior linemen, I'm sure, but you can't bank on those guys being ready to start day one. It may very well happen, but you've got to have somebody with experience and Turner's only 28 years old so you would think they'd be looking at him haven't heard anything beyond this Bengals stuff haven't heard anything about the Jets or any other team looking at him and then also Steven Nelson we've been talking about him for a couple of days he's somebody that the Steelers are apparently on the verge of releasing if they can't trade him the Jets desperately need help at corner as well we've been talking about that so interior offensive line cornerback Trey Turner Somebody that you'd think they'd be looking at, Steven Nelson, somebody that you'd think they'd be looking at. Have you heard anything about either of these two guys or anybody else at those two positions? Because those have got to be the two weakest positions on the roster at this point. Yeah, Trey Turner is um, interesting because, like you said, you know, I think five straight Pro Bowls, you know, his play was definitely declining in 2019. He was pretty bad, but still made the Pro Bowl. Uh, last year, traded to the Chargers for Russell Okung and was, was dreadful. Um, so I don't know if maybe teams think, you know, he's out of shape or is there some kind of character issue we don't know about because, you know, you have a five-time pro bowler still under the age of 30. How hasn't he gotten a one-year offer just to come in and compete? Like, you know, so it makes no sense when 
you know, if not half the league, 75% of the league is dying for, um, you know, it's not a starting offensive lineman, at least somebody who can give you some depth. I mean, Dan Feeney gets signed here for three and a half million dollars. Like he's telling me that Trey Turner is not better at this point than, than Dan Feeney is. I get the position flexibility that he could play both guard spots and center, but like really <laughs> Dan Feeney. Um, but it's it, it that's got to be one of the more interesting ones because I remember last off season when they were talking about that trade I said that's a terrible trade for Carolina I mean Trey Turner is a a Pro Bowl guard like one of the best young guards in football a year ago like what's going on like a Russell Okung yeah he's a left tackle which is great valuable but you know he hasn't been any good really the past few years and I think he's still a free agent right now hasn't really got much interest but um something has to be going on that we're, you know, not seeing with him. And um, I doubt that Jeff will get into him. It doesn't, you know, if, if there's any kind of like red flag or, you know, wh- what you've seen from, from Douglas is obviously young ascending players, but these guys who he's signing love football, you know, they love the game. They love the camaraderie. They love the locker room. Like that's what Douglas is looking for. He doesn't want another Trumaine Johnson situation uh, you know, he doesn't want another Mo Wilkerson situation where obviously he wasn't the one giving these guys money. It was the great Mike McCagnin, but <laughs> you know, he doesn't want any kind of poison in the locker room like that. You know, he wants good soldiers. He wants guys who, you know, get along for the most part, obviously. Um, and he doesn't want to be the one who writes off, you know, signs off on this bad contract. I mean, look at Corey Davis, like, he was the Jets' number, and I'm sure we'll talk about it, but he was the Jets' number one receiver in free agency. Like, they didn't waste time with Kenny Galladay or, you know, Curtis Samuel or you know, maybe Allen Robinson would have been different if he hit the open market, but their first call in free agency didn't go to Carl Lawson, didn't go to Trey Hendrickson, didn't go to William Jackson, didn't go to Joe Tooney, and went to Corey Davis. The Jets wanted him more than any free agent on the market. So it tells you, like, what Joe Douglas values. Um so anybody really with like, and that's why this whole thing with Deshaun that's going on, like leads me to believe, like, I think this is over. I don't think, you know, I don't think he's going to give all the, I know it's a different story and I know, I know we don't know the details, but any kind of like, is it going to be a situation that kind of gets in the way of what Joe and, and Fowler are building? I just don't think Joe's going to waste his time um, or money and, you know, so when you do hear a little bit like a Dory Jackson, for example, I checked in when he got cut, basically was told no at that point and not surprised because they haven't even talked to him. Um, not that he's a bad kid, but there were some questions, you know, about his, his uh, how can I put it? I guess about he was a little immature in Tennessee. Obviously, the, the injuries were an issue. Um, so anytime you hear a little bit of that, I don't think Douglas is going to take the risk. Today, though, they did make another move for a guy that loves football and food, <laughs> Sheldon Rankins, former first-round <laughs> pick. Guy. Have you seen that clip, Nick? It is phenomenal of him talking about his yeah, favorite about part. Thanksgiving. Yeah, oh, it's so good. <laughs> I laughed so hard, especially when he was talking about the apple pie. He was all of us in that moment because so many of us have yeah. said the same thing about how apple pie is the best part of Thanksgiving. But he signs a two-year, $17 million deal on the surface this seems to not make any sense because you think, why are they investing on the defensive line? But you got to remember, they're switching the scheme. Everybody's been talking about Kerry Hyder, but I think instead of signing Hyder, what the Jets are probably going to do here is move Rankins inside to where John Franklin Myers was playing 
with Quinn and Williams mm-hmm. and shift John Franklin Myers outside to the Kerry Hyder spot. And then you'll have Carl Lawson on the outside. So they're really trying to build this defense in the image of what Salah had in San Francisco. You remember that dominant defensive line up front and then Bosa when he was healthy and Ford when he was healthy. They've got their Bosa or Ford, whichever one you want to say Carl Lawson is. Now they need the other guy. They'll probably have to get him in the draft or something, but they're really building out to have a dominant front seven there. So if they can get themselves a corner, that will really help. As I said, Steven Nelson seems to be the top available option. And as you were saying to me before we started recording, Nick, I can't imagine that they're going to be going into the draft in a position where they're so desperate at cornerback. They're going to have to do something. But today they did something on the defensive line that at first glance seemed a little weird. But the more you think about it, Seems like a great move because Rankins is a really talented player and he's an incredible athlete and putting him inside there with Quinn and Williams could yield some really spectacular results. Yeah, and and it was a out of nowhere signing. Um, I don't think anybody kind of you know expected it. I, I thought that they would have signed some more interior, you know, depth possibly, but I didn't think it was going to be. Um, you know, a starter like a Rankins to a, a legitimate deal. Like I know we don't know the details. It's not just one of those like one year, $3 million flyers. I mean, you're given, you know, two years isn't, you know, forever, but you know, it's still a, a legitimate amount of money to a guy that they think is going to be uh, a starter and play a lot. Um, you know, so it wasn't just kind of one of those depth pickups. So uh, it makes total sense. I mean, I think they really are intrigued by John Franklin Myers. I think we all are, you know, he's a guy that, you know, you hope we picked up one of those kind of like waiver, you know, waiver wire, uh, you know, stars here. Um, so I'm, I'm intrigued to see how he fits into Salah's defense. And, and like you said, like they want, they want bodies and they want guys who can get after the quarterback. I mean, they're switching to the four three and Lawson said it, man, he just wants, he just wants to get after the quarterback and that's what he does best. And, you know, you've seen some clips from Rankins and you've seen some of his tape where you're like, wow, this, this kid, it was like, about to burst onto the scene after 2017. Then he has the Achilles injuries. Um, and then, you know, he's still young. Uh, it didn't exactly break the bank, which is great. And it could be, you know, it's shaping up to be, you know, definitely the, the strength of this team. Um, but it, it, it's shaping up to be like one of the best units in football. If, if you know, Quinnen continue, continues to ascend and uh, Lawson is, is who we are, you know, who, who we think he is and, um, can get some of those sack totals up. I know it's not all about the sacks, but obviously at the end of the day, you paid you know you pay Carl Lawson to come in and and be a force. You want him forcing fumbles. You want him having these major impact plays on the game. And then you know Franklin Myers will benefit from that too. So um, I know a lot of people are asking, oh, does this mean like Foley's going to get cut or traded? No, I mean you know he's just another rotational player. Look, like Fadzikasia hasn't started and played you know, 80 to 90% of the snaps in the NFL yet, you know, so it's not like you're talking about, you know, a guy like who's had a history of starting every game. And then you bring in a guy like Rankins, like fully still a rotational player. Like we love what he brings to the team and um, have a lot of, you know, hope for him, but it's not going to, it doesn't mean that his his job is in jeopardy or anything. He's just, he's a guy that they like and plays a different role. And I think Rankins is going to be somebody who, who they like as a pass rusher and can really generate pressure up the middle. It's only going to help, you know, Lawson, Quinnen, Franklin Myers, um, Shepard, I'm sure will probably stick around. So 
I mean, that, that unit has a chance to be really, really good. And it's something that, you know, the Jets have had a solid D line, you know, for the most part of the past decade, you know, the, the Williams, the Williams is, and um, even dating back to the Rex days, but this, this group and, you know, with solid coaching them and Lawson, um, Lawson is a little bit different of a cat than, than a guy that Jets have had. And, you know, you hope that this leads to a lot of, you know, sacks and turnovers and big plays. So it's an exciting group. It's, uh, you know, the, the rankings one I think came out of nowhere, but it was pretty cool. And back to what you said about Steven Nelson, I, I talked to him the other day, you know, really when the story was just coming out that um, he asked for a trade and, and Pittsburgh was going to allow him to. Um, and I mentioned, I was like, Hey man, like, you know, I think, I think his Twitter name is, is Nelson Island. I was like, there was a, a guy who used to play over here in, in <laughs> New York with a pretty good Island. You know, what do you think about, trying to come recreate it he was like yeah man you guys need corners pretty bad i was like yeah you're telling me um he said but you know he's like i'd love to but he's like you know it's not up to me so obviously we'll see what what comes out of that i would think you know nelson is a guy they look into still obviously under 30 not going to command i think the deal that kyle fuller just got where i mean that was pretty set in stone he was going to go to denver um so i think you know he's still under contract for eight and a half mil this year um, I know we were talking about kind of adding another year to it, maybe a third year to kind of move some money around, but um, he would be somebody, you know, I, I had a good idea that they weren't going to be in on Fuller. Um, to, was told they weren't going to be on a, in on a Dory. Um, haven't heard yes or no on Nelson. So uh, we'll see, but I mean, he would be probably at the top of the uh, remaining free agents or potential targets um, for the Jets, obviously at a position of desperate need. And they recognize that that's a position of desperate need because, Nick, as you told me earlier in the week and reported on U Stadium, they made a big offer for William Jackson, almost got him, but instead he ended up going to Washington. So they know they need to do something at corner. And I wanted you to backtrack a little bit and talk about the Corey Davis thing and use that as a way to springboard into the story of the Jets' free agency because, as you said over at U Stadium, they went after Jackson with a big offer. They went after Tooney with a big offer. They were able to get Corey Davis. They went after both Trey Hendrickson and Carl Lawson, ultimately getting Lawson as Hendrickson goes to the Bengals and takes the place of Carl Lawson. They landed two of their top targets, which I think going into any free agency period, if you can do that, then you're on the right track. Because if you're being realistic, especially when you're talking about a team that hasn't won much lately, anything more than two is gravy. I think I said going into free agency, if they could get Tooney and Samuel, we should all be happy. Carl Lawson and Corey Davis, not Tooney and Samuel, but still two very impactful free agents that they badly needed. So again, you have to be pleased, at least on some level, that they were able to do that. I want you to tell me exactly how all of this went down, some of the players that they missed on, some of the players that they were reported to have interest in but didn't. It was funny because I was freaking out with that report from Ian Rappaport about Juju Smith-Schuster, who everybody that listens to this show knows I wanted nothing to do with. 
and you told me, relax, it's not happening, they're not actually interested, (laughs) his agents are throwing this out there to try and drum up interest, but the Jets don't want him. And you turned out to be 100% right. But I knew you would because sometimes you'll say things like, I haven't heard anything or I heard a whisper. But when you're that emphatic like that, I know that I don't have to worry. And, of course, it turned out that the Jets really were never interested. And if anything, and you can speak to this, it sounds like maybe his agents called the Jets to gauge their interest. They said, nah, not really. We're good. And that was as far as it went. So take us through this entire process the guys they wanted and didn't get, the guys they wanted and did get, and then the guys that they were falsely connected to. Yeah, I mean, to start, the two guys that we were told um, very closely to the to, to the source was Juju and Richard Sherman weren't happening. One was because they didn't like the player in Juju, and the other was because the player and the situation didn't add up in Sherman and the Jets. You know, Sherman loves Salah likes what the Jets are building, um, thinks Sal is going to be the best coach his team has ever had, um, and you know thinks that this guy is going to win Super Bowls. But where he is, West Coast family lives out there, wants to play with a team. He's got a one- or two-year window. As you can see, like his market isn't – I spoke with him today. Um, I was like, hey, have you talked to Salah? You know, just even though I knew that he wasn't coming here, I just checked in because when I did talk – um, to somebody about Sherman was extremely long shot, extreme long shot, you know, doesn't line up with, you know, his interests or, or what's going on now, but you never know. So checked in just because the, the market was slow, obviously. And um, I said, Hey, spoken to Sala. And he's like, no, not really. You know, so nothing there. Uh, the Juju situation <laughs> was, you know, and I can't help myself because when I, when I see people talking about it and I, I try and I do it. I do it in good faith. Like I don't want people to get worked up about a guy that they really want when I like know a little bit of something and I can save them a little bit of energy. And it turns out they don't believe me anyway. So I'm like, well, what the, what, like, why would I waste my time? You know, but <laughs> the juju thing, I'm like, this isn't, it's not happening, man. Like <laughs> there's no interest in the player. And I'm sure they called the jets and said, Hey, like, you know, no, you still have the most cap room out of any team. Um, he's looking for a one-year deal. This is what he's got on the table. At the time, they were talking to Pittsburgh. Um, he wanted to go back to Pittsburgh the whole time. Then we found out that the Ravens had a bigger offer. The Chiefs may have had a bigger offer with the incentives. Um, you know, so maybe that leverage did work with another team, you know, calling other teams and, and maybe Rappaport heard. But um, you can even tell from the way Rappaport reported it, it was still a little weird. I was like... And, and I messaged Rap and I was like, you sure about that? <laughs> you know, didn't respond to me. Um, but I, there, the, the Juju thing was, you know, because Juju's a polarizing guy, right? You know, like you can lo- I could see how a lot of the younger fans love him. You know, his game is fun. He's not great, but he's solid. Um, and I can see how we're looking at the roster, like Mims, Juju, and uh Corey Davis like those are some names like that could be exciting but when you really dig deeper it's like maybe Crowder is just better off for this team where they are now and you know it's cutting Crowder to add Juju like is that a lateral move like what's the big deal here um but on the surface like I could see why some people wanted him but I never got worked up it was interesting to see that because of what I've been told the entire off season and rap is great obviously so I was like 
well, what changed? Does this guy have no market right now? And then um, it turned out that that pretty much was it, that that Juju's camp probably leaked some information saying that the Jets, go figure, who was rumored for Juju all offseason by people um, and have the most cap room, might actually be interested. And that sparked, obviously, uh, an uproar about it. Um, and, and, you know, when he, he tweeted that, I was like, I'm sure Jet fans will take this one uh, well, you know, knowing that this is, it was going to go crazy. But, um, yeah, it, it was never it was never anything where the Jets were even in, in any kind of offers or didn't even go anywhere. Um, and same thing currently with Sherman, obviously. Um, but, yeah, so back to the guys who they did get and who they did go after, uh, put out a tweet, you know, they, they – had big legitimate offers for Joe Tooney. It didn't even, I don't think Tooney ever really thought of the Jets as a, a landing spot. I think he thought about going back to the Pats and obviously took that big deal with the the best team in football. So, I mean, I don't know how anybody can put that on Douglas. You know, they, they made an offer that was, you know, up there. Um, didn't go to him and offer him like $12 million a year and say, hey, we're the Jets, take this and leave it. Take this or leave it. Um, they were up there in terms of like the money with what was offered, but I don't think it was relative. I don't think the Jets were a finalist in there. I think the, the Pats and, you know, loved, loved New England and obviously loved playing, would love playing with Mahomes. Um, they loved Trey Hendrickson. Like we, we talked about a bunch on the show. Like he was a guy that they were, they would have been totally fine with paying and, you know, bringing him aboard as like their, their main edge rusher. Um, and same with Lawson. And they offered uh, they offered Hendrickson a one-year deal after they signed Lawson. So they were they were willing to bring them both in, uh, but the Bengals upped that offer. It was funny because the Jets and Bengals have been kind of in on the same players this offseason, if you've noticed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was rumored that when uh, the Jets signed uh, Rankins today that I think someone put out that the Bengals were in the hunt too. So mm-hmm. Lawson, Hendrickson – uh, ranking so it seems like they're kind of all in the same boat here on on certain guys and I guess it's a good thing to know that the Jets can at least beat out the Bengals for some free agents so <laughs> at least we can beat out one of the notoriously cheap franchises but credit to them they spent some money this offseason um, but you know Lawson was a guy they really wanted so went hard after him and, and William Jackson was one that was surprising because we didn't hear about that we heard about Hendrickson we heard about Tooney um, William Jackson, it was between the Jets and Washington and Washington, I think offered a third year, um, a little bit more guaranteed money. And, and he went there. Um, but the Jets were really high on him and he was really like the only corner that they seriously targeted, uh, with a big contract. You know, I don't think they had much interest in Shaquille Griffin. I don't think they had much interest in, uh, I don't know, another corner is slipping my mind, but, um, he was the one guy that they were kind of willing to go you know, above and beyond for. And then you have like, you know, Corey Davis, like I said, was the first guy that they called. Obviously I think he was the first one that they signed to besides for Jared Davis, but um, you know, he was the, he was their prized possession of free agency, you know, him and Lawson, you know, the Lawson one went a little longer because um, it was him and Hendrickson were kind of like battling, for, you know, for who's going to take the Jets money. Who's going to take the Bengals money. Um, Lawson signed first. Jets still wanted to bring Hendrickson in. Um, ultimately, he got the multi-year deal from from Cincy. He made out well there. Um, and we'll see. You know, obviously going forward, who who the better player was. 
or is. Um, and then there's there's one more who's slipping my mind. Oh, Curtis Samuel, they were definitely interested in. Uh, not to the extent, again, that Washington paid for him. I think they were, you know, on a short, another short-term deal for him, not at the top of the the market where they went, but I think it was in like the $9, $10 million range. So, you know, they had interest in a lot of the guys that we all wanted them to. Um, you know, and people are, are frustrated with obviously not bringing in any of the offensive linemen, um, not getting any corners yet, and, and I get it. Um, but like people have to realize this is a two and 14 team have been terrible for the past decade. Uh, new coaching staff, obviously we're, we're excited about it, but it's still an unknown from a, a free agent, you know, viewpoint. I know people were mad that Keanu Neal picked the Cowboys over the Jets and, well, why didn't the Jets offer him more money, blah, blah, blah. Well, Dan Quinn is there. He's familiar with him. And you're talking about the Dallas Cowboys who obviously aren't great, but they're still the Dallas Cowboys and they're closer to competing than the Jets are, you know, so you have to be objective when you look at this, like free agency, Douglas isn't going to spend like a, like a maniac. He'll go and get the guy. He'll go a little bit above to get the guy that he wants in Davis and Lawson, but he's not going to do what Mike McCagnan did with Tremaine Johnson. He's not going to do, you know, what even Mike Tannenbaum used to do. Like he's, he's reserved. He has a plan. Um, and he wants to, I know as cliche as it sounds, like he wants to build it through the draft. So, like, I'm sure they're not done. I'm sure they're going to be trying to bring in another corner. I'm sure they're going to try and bring in some offensive line help. Um, I know they've been in on the running back market, like Chris Carson and Jamal Williams, they did have interest in, but it's going to be, it's going to be on Douglas's terms. Nick, you had one other thing that was interesting at U Stadium about the Jets, and it involved Zach Wilson. Chris Mortensen said the other day that from what he understands, the Jets really like Zach Wilson. And as long as his medical checks out and he does fine at the pro day and they give him the playbook and he seems to be able to process the information and learn things quickly and he doesn't turn out to be another Isaiah Wilson, that's a whole different story. And I don't even want to get into that. What a wild story that turned into for a guy who was a first round pick last year. But as long as they don't get that vibe from him and the medical checks out and he seems to be able to retain information and process it quickly... They're going to lock in that pick. Wilson will be the guy, and they will at some point, I don't know when exactly, move on from Darnold. That more or less tracks with what you've been hearing, right? Yeah, almost to a T. I mean, I guess probably the more talking to the same person. Um, but, like, you know, it, it sounds basically like they're, you're never going to know with the draft. Like, I mean, think about how close to the vest Douglas and Solid and, and the team have like played free agency. Now think of that times 10 with the draft. Like it's just, you know, that much of a more crazier secretive, like nobody kind of knows what's going on, but from what you hear, it's just, you know, when I texted someone that I know with the Jets, it was like, what's up with the quarterback, Zach Wilson question mark right away. Love him. Like you don't get like a response like that. Unless (laughs) like, you know, the team is, they don't have to play anybody here. You know what I mean? Like, Lawrence is going to go one and they got the pick there. They're, they're not like, there's not a team ahead of them and they have to send out these smoke signals. Right. Like, I don't think this, I don't think this Watson thing is going to happen. I don't think Russell Wilson is going to happen. Like they don't need to sugarcoat anything. Like unless the Jaguars want to go ahead and take Zach Wilson, which I'm sure the Jets would gladly let them do. Um, but I fully expect Zach Wilson to be the pick. Um, I think just, 
it's getting to the point where he's like the no brainer quarterback to second best player in this draft. Like there was always a conversation about it, but it's just become to the point where like everybody seems to be, uh, obviously there's going to be, you know, detractors and people who love fields and people who love Lance or, you know, people who like Arnold and want, you know, want to keep him. But the vast majority of people are on board with like Wilson being the second best player. So there's the story with what went on with the Jets and free agency so far, where they may go from here. And then, of course, the main event of all of it, what they're most likely to do with that number one pick coming up next month in the draft. It's been a wild ride so far this offseason, and it's going to continue down that path, no question, regardless of what the Jets do. At number two, because if they do pick Wilson, now you've got that exciting new quarterback and we see where Sam Darnold goes. If they don't pick a quarterback there, then who knows what they do with all the picks or if they trade down and there's some sort of frenzy there. And then all the questions start to come in about if they can rehab Darnold. So either way, we are in for a very entertaining next couple of months as we get ready for the 2021 NFL season for the New York Jets. Nick Spano educating us as to what's been going on behind the scenes, as he always does. Thanks so much for coming on. As always, really appreciate it. If everybody wants to be up to date with what's happening and everything that we're talking about on the show and everything that's going to be happening over the next couple of days, weeks, and months, they've got to go and download that U Stadium app, right? Yes, sir, and turn those notifications on. It's a, uh, it's like the the wrap up on every call. And um, I mean, I, also, I would just want to say, Scott, obviously, just doing the show for the past few months, like <clears throat> the love that your followers, you know, show us, like too. It's it's awesome. You you have a really solid core of like good people on Twitter that just love your content, obviously, and have been showing us love and you know followed us and checked out the app. So definitely appreciate that. Like your guys are. You know, call them your guys, but like, you know, your your <laughs> listeners and followers are, are awesome. So um wanted to at least give them a shout. I'm sure they'll be listening. Um looking forward obviously to to keep chatting with them on, on the app and on Twitter. I appreciate you saying that, Nick, and I'm sure they do too. And I would imagine that most of them are following the U Stadium account on Twitter and have the app downloaded. If you haven't done that, though, make sure that you do it now. Otherwise, you're going to be missing out. You're going to be missing out, too, if you aren't visiting playlikeajet.com. We've been keeping you up to date with everything that's been going on in free agency. We're going to keep doing that over the next couple of days and weeks and months. Everything leading up to the draft, tons of coverage. We've got the YouTube channel, Kayla Pace's new series, Pace's Playbook is up, the first episode. We've got our first episode of Play Like a Jet Live with Luke Grant and Clayton Smars Lockup. We're going to start doing a lot more film breakdowns, particularly of draft prospects. A lot of exciting stuff coming, both at playlikeajet.com and on the YouTube channel, plus, of course, on this podcast and if you haven't given us a five-star review yet on itunes if you could go ahead and do that for us really appreciate it easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing doesn't take you much time doesn't cost you any money but it goes a long way to help us out so if you could go ahead and do that for us we'd be quite grateful and for the latest and greatest in new york jets podcasts you know where to go that's play like a jet digital and play like a jet.com 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.